0: Good afternoon to you. Thank you for being with us here on a cloudy, overcast uh, Thursday afternoon. Rain coming our direction. It looks like a rainy weekend. It's not going to be a washout, but it does look like precipitation starting tomorrow and running through probably um, Monday night. At least there's a chance. So, uh, anyway, we're glad to have you with us. We're grateful to the Lord for His mercy and uh, we're thankful for his goodness today. Let me uh, let me just mention that uh, the Cheek family—that is my wife's uh, family. Uh, the uh, my, uh, Judy Summy uh, married Craig Cheek, and uh, Judy and my wife are double first cousins. And so, uh, and Craig died unexpectedly in his sleep at the home. On last Saturday afternoon, and so that service coming up, and so our hearts go out to the Cheek family, and uh, to the Sumi family, and all those uh, relations. Okay, thank you so much. All right, well we are grateful for you to being here, and uh, we're thankful. Today has been a uh, one of those historical days in our ministry. Uh, the Lord blessed us with a with a, with a tremendous blessing uh, at the church, and we are. I won't go into it, but just say, to God be the glory. The Lord has been, the Lord sure has been far better to us than we have been to him. And so for that, we give him the glory. And appreciate what the Lord has done. I say it all the time, boy, thank God for his blessings. Thank God for what he's done. But I'm telling you, if you hung around here in a day's time, you'd be shocked at what the Lord does on a daily basis you just you just be amazed at what the lord has done all right let me uh talk to you a little bit about traffic right quick so we're moving okay on i-26 we're off the pace a little bit uh, but nothing in the red today so it means it's less than 10 mile an hour off of the off of the norm so uh yeah we're moving 26 is moving we have issues though on i-40 and this is westbound, and they begin right there at, uh, at I-26. And it's slow to very slow, just out past f- exit 44 and then back toward 43. And then it's going to go on there at the big, uh, the big S-curves and the big curve before you get uh, back to, uh, what's that called? Newfound Road. Yeah, it's slow all through there. So uh, that's uh, that's the case. So from I26 to Newfound over at Canton that whole section is on and off slope. And then there's also also a slow patch when you're at the 74 40 combination where they come together and for about a mile, let's make it 2 back toward the Canton exit, that's slow. Can't really give you a reason. I just know that it's slow, okay? In the gorge, I know the reason. It's the merging, uh, alternate merge uh, for the single lane traffic. And it's got it backed up today about uh, 15 minutes if you're going west. And it's probably more like 20 to 30 minutes if you're eastbound coming up from Tennessee in the gorge this afternoon. I'm looking far west and don't actually see anything else that uh, is... uh, Remarkable, not a whole lot going on there. All right, but I can tell you that in Greenville, Spartanburg, we're doing better than yesterday. It's, uh, the slowdown is right there where, uh, where 14 comes in to I-85, and then it's just from there down to Pelham, so it's not that far. And then there's just a little patch of slow just north of I-85, heading north on uh, 85 little slowdown, but it clears up before you get to Pelham. So really not a bad day in Greenville uh, all things considered. there is a wreck on Whitehorse Road there near 81 just below the Welcome community. and then I'm looking here right quick to see well, don't see anybody else. so I guess that's uh, that's going to be the gist of it here today. so that's a that's a pretty good day in Greenville. Let's look at temperatures today. They've been pretty mild, 52 degrees was the five o'clock reading at Asheville, 52 degrees. And uh, it should let me, no, I don't want that. It wants to, I just wanted to, to. Uh, I just wanted it to uh, uh, pop up the, st- the stats. Okay, so at 554, it was sunshine and 52 at Asheville. Now here, we've not had sunshine for a while. Clouds are moving in uh, here at the studio. If you go down to Greenville, the temperature finally inverted the other direction. So today it's two degrees warmer in Greenville than it is in Asheville. It's been the other way all week. Uh, Asheville's been warmer than Greenville. Fifty-four today in Greenville. So not by much, but it li- by a little. And, uh, of course, they were saying at seven minutes before five that they had clear conditions, which, huh, not um, Not sure. Uh, because uh, we certainly are uh, socked in here at the studio. Of course, we are uh, west of both of those locations, and I think this system's coming up that direction. So that may be the explanation. We're at 46 degrees, and that's the current here at the studio, 46.2. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of calls what's going on. There apparently is uh, I don't know this to be sure, but apparently there's some prescribed burning that's going on. And uh, I think that's true because we've had the smoky conditions, especially down towards South Carolina. And then we've got the clouds rolling in. So altogether, it's making it look, you know, making it look a lot worse than it is. And I'm getting reports from smoke in Cheerfield, Rosman, Hannaford, Green Road, that whole section. And again, I think it's coming up from South Carolina, and prescribed burns—they will go in and burn property, uh, certain places just before the humidity's got to be just right, and they'll do it before rain, so that the rain puts it all out and it stays controlled. So uh, that's kind of what this time of the year, and uh, there are arguments that it's good for the woods, and uh, you know, deals with underbrush and some other things, and so. Uh, Back in the day, the old-timers would burn the woods off. That was not an uncommon practice. Of course, today they call that arson, but uh, (laughs) anyway, that's what they used to do. Yeah, they did. All right, let's talk about the weather for a minute. So we got mostly cloudy conditions uh, this evening at 39, 50% chance of rain in 57 tomorrow, 30% chance in 48 tomorrow night, 30% increasing to 60 on Saturday with a high of 64. Saturday night, 90% chance in the low of 50. On, Saturday, on Sunday, excuse me, it's 80% and 58. Sunday night, 90% and 49. Monday is 90% and 58. Monday night is 50% and 35. And that temperature's come up enough now, I'm not worried about it. But earlier, there were some real questions about the Monday night, that this thing could end up as snow. Don't think that's going to happen now. And I'm looking ahead, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, highs in the low 50s and sunshine for at least the three-day stretch there. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. So all the way out to Valentine's Day, yeah, sunshine, 54 degrees. All right. And uh, our system, our next weather maker, uh, it has actually already been in the news. Uh, The weather maker that we're going to receive here on the east coast uh, came in through the desert southwest. It actually came in through California and was responsible for mudslides and all sorts of things. We have a team right now out in New Mexico and they're in the high desert there about 7,000 feet on the Navajo reservation. And I got pictures yesterday of snow all over the desert, the desert full of snow. And it's from this system. And so this system will come through the south, And but it's going to be warm enough to where it's not going to be snow for us. It's going to fall all as rain. And then there's another system that's up north. So they're catching it up around the Great Lakes. That one won't affect us, but there are, there are some stuff in the Rockies that uh, I think it's going to stay north looking at the pattern. But the low-pressure system that's currently in uh, arizona i'm expecting that thing to slide across and pick up moisture out of the gulf maybe even reform is a different one and as a, as a secondary low and uh, then it would give us that pinwheel effect of precipitation for the for the entire weekend and that's what it's looking like right now that's what it's what it looks like today is february the 8th and uh, our general operating budget today at anchor broadcasting is sponsored by gary and sherry cobble and it is in honor of Kathy McCall's birthday on February the 10th. And we'd like to say thanks to Gary and Sherry. And we salute Kathy, our birthday coming up day after tomorrow. God bless you. The network today sponsored in honor of Cole Barnett by his wife, Nicole, their daughter, Sadie, and son, Silas. And they're blessed to have a godly and amazing man leading their family. We appreciate them doing that uh, Brother Cole Barnett, I've known Cole since he was so little that he only sang one song with the family. He would get up and sing Shepherd Boy. That was the only song he was big enough to sing. And of course, now he has family of his own, uh, the Barnett family. And Brother Harlan will be here for Sherathon. And we salute Brother Cole today and appreciate his wife and family. That's a blessing. See, we're only 17 days out until Sherathon. So it is right now upon us. And uh, we're, we're still prepping, we're still getting things together and cleaning, fixing, doing things, hauling stuff off. Yeah, we got a lot going on. <clears throat> and so we appreciate all the help. We appreciate uh, the, everybody that's helped us with the parking lots and the, and, the, and the trimming and the landscaping and all the things. And just a real blessing. We Appreciate all those that have worked so very hard to make all of it possible. Let's go to the roll call right quick, and let's see who's with us today. We've got some faithful folks with us every day. I've got uh, two connections in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Arden, North Carolina. We've got two in Brevard, one in Fort Mill. we got four over in Franklin. Got uh, And when I say a connection, a connection can subnet up to 24 connections. So when I say a connection, it can be up to 24 different uh, log and then that can be obviously more than one person. So somebody says, well, how many people's are listening? Well, we don't know. Depends on how they got submitted. So uh, Greensboro, Greenville, Hazel Green, Alabama, Hendersonville, three in Houston, in, one in Indianapolis, one in Kiev, Germany, I think they listen all the time. Uh, one up in Lexington, Kentucky, one in Louisville, Ohio, one in Maryville, Georgia one in Marion, North Carolina, one over in Marshville, North Carolina, one in Mumbai, India, uh, one in Muncie, one in Ottawa, Canada, got two in Plymouth, Minnesota, got four down Rock Hill, one in Sacramento, one in San Diego, one in Toledo, got one in, I'm going to see if I can say it correctly, Trujillo Alto. I'm going to say Trujillo Alto, Puerto Rico. And uh, glad to have Puerto Rico with us. Germany is on board. Europe is in there, an unknown in Europe. Let's see who else. We have Valley Cruces, North Carolina, up near Boone. Uh, Vermilion, Ohio, Washington, D.C., Weaverville, North Carolina, and Williamston, South Carolina. And we're glad to have all of you with us. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. And we give God the glory for his blessing and for you being on board. Well, let's talk about Sherathon for a minute. I had brother Brian McBride called me yesterday. And he said, Now, preacher, talk me through this. I'm with a family. He said, Talk me through this. I said, All right. He said, They just got a new television. I said, Okay. He said, How can they pick up Sherathon? And I said, okay, does it have Roku? Did it come with it? He said, no, it didn't. So what kind is it? He said, it's a Samsung. He said, now, they have Samsung television, which is its own, like a channel now. It's its own thing. comes with all Samsung TVs. It works off the Internet. And I said, no, that won't do it. We don't have a Samsung app because that's a manufacturer. What about Fire Stick? No. What about uh, Apple TV? No. I so, said, okay, on some televisions, you can open a browser. And if you can open a browser on a smart TV, then you can log into WGCR.net. You log into WGCR.net, then you should be able to open the video channel. And if you can open the video channel, uh, do it that way, then yeah, you could watch it on that. Otherwise, you would need to buy either Apple Television, uh, Amazon Fire Stick, or you would have to buy a roku stick to go on the television because those are the apps that we had developed and i'm going to have to research it as far as like samsung i don't know that there are samsung apps that are exclusive to samsung i don't think that you can go to the to the to the app store and buy apps that are you know, because you have basically you have two kinds of apps, you have Apple and Android. There's really only two. You know, as far as your apps are concerned, and then that's for phones. And then for video, the the big three are Apple, Amazon Fire Stick, and Roku. Those are the three big ones. And we have all that. So we have we have Apple, we have Android for phones, and then we have. Uh, Apple Television, Amazon Fire Stick, and Roku. Every time I say Roku, I think about Brother Walton. He, he loved Roku. Roku had a buffering device in it. And back when connections were slow, the Roku wouldn't stop freeze on you because it it wouldn't start, it it built up in the memory and it would come on and it would play 15, 20 seconds. It would wind up at the beginning. So what you were getting it was about a 15 second delay on Roku, but it created a buffer so that the packets could all get there and get in line and present to you. It gave it an extra little bit there to get there. And so uh, it was a basically a built in anti buffering device, the Roku was. So Roger really liked that. Anyway, you need uh, obviously you need Wi Fi to use a smart TV. You have to have Wi Fi. Most of them. Maybe some of them you can connect with an actual cable, but for the most part they're wireless now, most things are wireless but here's what else you can do if on my phone and I was just looking here to uh yeah, this is what I was looking at if you you can cast your video so that was my next thing but Jones, you're still in africa he's uh he's talking to me here, and uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to play you something here just in a minute. So on my phone, if I swipe down in the right top corner, and mine's an uh, iPhone, if I am near, let me look here, if I am near a television that has this turned on, I can mirror what's on my phone Up to the television so like right now I'm seeing that Micah's MacBook Pro is online the production Apple television is online and the video trailer uh, is online and then there's also Apple TV in the control room so these are four that I can see and I could choose one of these I don't know how I would do it it's, it's one oh three six okay here it is three six zero four so I'm doing it as we're talking so, okay. So I just took control of uh, what we call Con1, which is a television, big screen TV that's up here in the studio. And it is now doing what my phone's doing without internet. It's just using the, uh, the data that's on my phone or, or if my phone's tied into Wi-Fi. So if I play a video... Over my phone, it comes over my television. So in other words, you could cast your telephone to your television with the app, open the app, cast it up to the TV, and you could watch it, listen, and do the whole thing. It's just that. It's dependent upon your phone. And if you get a phone call, sometimes it interrupts it. Okay? So, yeah, sometimes it will interrupt it. I was trying to – I want to do this. So – (laughs) it sounds okay this is going to sound like a riot okay so it's going to sound like a riot but I want you to listen to this is preaching and this was uh, apparently recently in uh, uh, okay so it's I'll tell you what's doing it says casting to the television that's that's why it's not going to work so I've got to stop mirroring okay and it won't okay so I quit it because it was, my sound was going somewhere else. Listen at this. So, you can't distinguish hardly that there's three voices in that. So, Brother Mark Stroud is preaching in English. Then, there's a pastor that's translating into French. And then there is a pastor that is translating it into Moray, I guess, which is a dialect of Burkina Faso. And so there's three translations. This is this is trilingual service. And then second, but the strout comes down out of the pulpit and when he does, all three preachers go down to the, into, out of the pulpit. So they do exactly what he does. And they do every gesture the way he does it. So he's now down among them. And all three preachers are down among them. And all three of them are preaching like wild men. <laughs> it sounds like a riot, doesn't it? Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's preaching there in uh, Burkina Faso, in Africa. And uh, so I think it's the missionary that is translating the French. I believe it is. And, uh, and then it is a national that's translating the, the Moray. I think it's how it's pronounced. M-O-O-R-E, but I think it's Moray. So, and again, that's a dialect. But uh, the, tr- the, the tri-language thing? You talk about tough, but it doesn't seem to have affected Brother Stroud. <laughs> he would be a nightmare to interpret anyway, but he, uh, he's not giving them time enough to get the translations out. And so he just keeps on preaching. And so they're just having to follow, but they seem to be into it. They seem to be having a good time. And uh, yeah, it's, okay, it's, it's Keith Shoemaker who is doing the French translation. And then there's a national that's doing the Moray translation. So uh, yeah, and uh, brother Stroud's listening right now. And brother Stroud, you would be a nightmare to translate. <laughs> These poor guys. I don't know what you gave them, but I know they they earned their keep. Have mercy. And uh, but sound like touch of God on it. I'm grateful. I'm glad to hear that. That's wonderful. So we got some folks out on the Navajo Reservation right now in a snowstorm. We do, and then we got uh, folks in. There anything but a snowstorm they are in a hot part of the world in africa and have to fly back i don't know i think they're going to have to fly all the way back to turkey and then from turkey back to paris and then paris back to the u.s because of the the uh, the terrorism threats that are going on and then i'll give you one more one of our young men samuel shabdu he left today with a team from hope of israel going to israel to do relief work and he contacted me yesterday and he said i was i was in the, there's a lot going on and he said uh, preacher can you can you get me any tactical military gloves well when he said that it didn't it didn't really ring what that was tactical military tactical gloves. And so I said I, I, I don't I don't know what that is. Anyway, the the military glove uh, you, you, you put it on and it has basically padding on the knuckles and on the the, the the points that you could get hurt on your hands. And they're designed to protect your hands, of course, you know when when fighting when 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 hand to hand combat and that sort of things and apparently while our politicians over here fight over the border and over piggybacking Ukraine on top of Israel, Israel aid the Israeli soldiers do not have gloves for their hands And they've requested them. And so yesterday, Samuel took off to Charlotte and found a military supply store that had them and bought all they had. And so our guys have gone to Israel. They're they're in Israel. And they have a, okay, so this is what they're doing. They're there. And they are giving out to the military. Uh, they've got, uh, they're giving out socks. Uh, they're giving out medical kits. I think they have some, some literature. And, of course, they're giving out these tactical gloves that the military apparently does not have. And so they are, we took those as many as they could get yesterday. Charlotte took those over there. But here's my point. They, they don't even have gloves for the hands of the soldiers that are fighting. That's how much the need is. And so civilians in America are buying gloves and taking them to the Israeli military. While our Senate argues and fights and stonewalls over an aid package to Israel. It's not right, folks. It's not right. Here's the problem. Today is the 8th day of February. So let's just do a little math. The attack occurred on October the 7th. November the 7th would have been one month. December the 7th would have been two months. January the 7th would have been three months. And yesterday would have been four months. It's been four months since the worst anti-Semitic slaughter since Auschwitz. It is the worst anti-Semitic terrorist act in the history of the nation of Israel. And four months out, we cannot even get enough money to buy gloves To protect the hands of the soldiers of the Israeli Defense Force. Do you have a problem with that? Me too. What in the world is a country preacher on a mountain radio station doing talking about international crisis? and having to, civilians, having to raise money and buy things that soldiers need and carry them in luggage to Israel to give out because the American process has become so dysfunctional and so convoluted that four months into this crisis, they still only not have money for gloves. I don't know what else to say because I feel that anger rearing up inside me again. And I've been warned that I have PTSD and that I'm going to have to be careful. And so I, I, I do try to, I do try to, when I feel it coming on me, I just try to walk away. And I heard the architect of the Senate bill that was turned down yesterday, I heard him defend the bill that was dead on arrival in the Senate yesterday, procedurally, they killed it. And then the Senate come back up with a, with a Taiwan, Ukraine, Israeli bill that doesn't, doesn't include the border at all. I shared with you yesterday the problem with the, with the one that they had for the border was it did very little for the border. It was all about the border. They used the border as the cover. And, uh, you know, it's just sickening. Sickening. So anyway, we are still doing disaster relief in Israel among families that were affected. Of course, all families were affected. But I'm talking about families that, that were injured or lost loved ones in the October 7th attack. And so we're still working with families. and By the grace of God, we've been able to uh, dispense. We just do the math on it here. So we have been able to dispense in the neighborhood of 400,000 shekels directly, directly to the families. 400,000 shekels is what we've been able to. And it's higher than that, but that's how, I mean, that's the minimum that has, people shook hands and they hand it to them face-to-face, verified victims, verified victims, face-to-face, and they're stunned. The people cannot understand, why are you here in a war zone? Why are you here helping us? What do you want in return? One even said, are you going to require us to convert to Christianity in order to receive this help? Ah, oh, that sounds like the Dark Ages to me, man. That's that's just terrible. And our missionary said, Brother Dillon said, if you think favorable, more favorable of Christ as a result of us doing this, then thank God. But we're doing this as cause... It's the right thing to do, and because you have friends in America, and we want you to know that we're with you, and we're not just saying we're with you. Here, here. Here's the money. Made a difference in a lot of lives. We bless the Lord for that. Well, let me back up here. Let's go back to the the African mission. They're getting they're getting ready to coming out. They're all listening to prayer time, watching prayer time right now. The, uh, the group that is there in uh, Burkina uh, brother Brother Robert Jones, Brother Mark Stroud, Brother Adam Borden, Brother Matt Stevens, they're there with missionary Keith Shoemaker. They have had seven young men surrender to preach while they've been there. Wow. You talk about an amplifying, <laughs> I mean, seven young men surrender to preach. That's amazing. That's amazing. Years ago, and when I say years ago, a very long time ago, you know, 30, some 30 plus years ago, I was in Egypt and I had two young men surrender to preach. power of God fell and there was two young men surrender to preach. And at the time, it was illegal to preach on the streets if you were 18. But if you were less than 18, you were a child and therefore it was not illegal. You couldn't charge a child with proselyting. And those two boys hit the streets and preached hell hot and heaven sweet in the Arabic language. And the police couldn't do anything with them. They told them to quit it, but they couldn't do anything about it. They could not arrest them. They could not charge them with anything because they're minors. And they were not responsible for what they were doing. In other words, you know, as far as the law was concerned. One of those young men was on a plane, he, he, when he grew up, he was on a plane, he was actually on the runway, getting ready to take off out of Cairo, Egypt, coming to anchor, to come to school. I was bringing him here to educate him, and 9-11 happened. And they grounded the aircraft, they, they grounded all American flights instantly. And they actually pulled back to the terminal and unloaded the plane. And they banned people coming from any Muslim country for a short time, which they should've. But it, when all was said and done, Anchor lost our M1 status, our, uh, our college status. And uh, because M1 was how the, the people who learned to fly the airplanes that flew into the World Trade Center they were here on an M1 visa, yeah. And so what it was, they they took all the M1 schools away, and then they made it much much harder to get that. So we no longer have the status so we can bring in foreign students. But we've had them here from India, Philippines, and we had one coming from Egypt, but uh, of course that had to had to be canceled. We sure would love to be able to get that back, but it's uh, it's and it's more about the uh, the money and the, uh, accreditations. You have to have all these accreditations and, uh, there's just a big rigmarole to it to try to get someone in anymore. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, one of those things that happened. And, and it, it was, we, that boy was a casualty of nine 11. He never, he never got in. And, uh, yeah, sadly, all right, let's change gears here for a second, if I can. And, uh, let me, uh, let me mention this, that, uh, uh, we are we're gearing up. Somebody said, What is Sherathon? We got people that listen that they're new listeners and they really don't know what all this is about. Well, Sherathon started out as the annual fundraiser for WGCR AM all the way back in 1987. And each year. God seemed to put his hand on it and it got bigger and it got stronger and Sheraton has now turned into one of the largest meetings of its kind there are 22 scheduled services in 8 days starting on Monday morning and I'm looking at the date here so February, I'm looking to see how, what my, my brochure says. So it's the 25th, okay? So we have two services on the 25th. Two services on uh, Sunday, February 25th. We'll have the morning service, which is kind of like our warm-up service, and then the night service is our rally. And churches are invited to come move with us. And then starting on the 26th, we begin share We will have all live music, except for the theme songs. When we play the theme songs, they're recorded. Everything else is live from 7.15 in the morning until the preaching service at 7 at night. So we'll have 12 hours of live preaching and singing, three services a day. And we say preaching and singing, it's more than that. We'll have 13, almost 14 hours a day because the evening service in its entirety. We will broadcast, it's estimated, I think it's 90 It's either 91 or 93 hours of video. We will have 22 services. There will be, well, I can call them out. Brian McBride, Rudy Smith, Scott Dean, Jimbo Seton, Doug Raines, his health permitting, Todd Bell, Ben Carper, Ricky Lee, and Ken Trivett. So that's nine preachers, and some of them will preach multiple times. We will have, I guess I can count them, the Agee family, the Rains family, the Middle Cross, the York family, the Marksman, Adam Borden family, the Matthews family, the Elledge sisters, the Lovett family, the Thren family. We will have the Reggie Sadler family, the Rogers family, the Ben Rochester family, the King James boys, the Wheeler family, and the McBride family. We'll have 16 groups here. And of those 16 groups and of those preachers that I just shared, as far as microphone settings are concerned, we will have a total of 122 people that are on stage on mic, not counting instruments. Brother Jones hears this, he might just stay over there in in Burkina Faso. I'm telling you, because he's coming home to a, a a real chore, and it's all live. <laughs> Yeah, uh, between the preachers, uh, the announcers, and the musicians, there's a hundred and twenty-two different individuals. That's not repeats. That's the, that's different, unique individuals that'll be on mic during Sharathon. And we're expecting to stream the pens, but we're expecting to, to to exceed ten terabytes of streaming. And. Uh, Brother Whittemore was listening, he'd say, I don't know about terabytes. I said, all I knew about when I was young was gigabytes," But uh, terabyte is, uh, is a, a huge amount of information. And if it's strung out end to end, you're talking about years and years and years of video, if you strung it out that way. So all of this gets underway. We're going to open the phone lines and the walk-in traffic at 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, the 25th. So if you have a special day that you'd like to sponsor, the day sponsors have not changed, 400 for the general and 400 for the network. And so either one of those are available and they're all mentioned all the time, okay? And so those are mentioned all the time. And then, uh, you know, if you don't, you don't, you say, well, I can't give that much. Well, that's fine. Whatever gift, we'll read it one time. But if you were to sponsor a day, then that'll be read every hour, and it'll also be posted on our website every day. It changes, and it's posted. So it's a great way to remember someone. It's a great way to remember something special. It's a great way to honor someone. Cole Barnett was honored by his wife today on the network, and Kathy McCall was honored today on the general budget uh, by the Cobbles. And so uh, hallelujah for her birthday coming up day after tomorrow. You know, we, uh, we'll spend money and take it to the cemetery and flowers put on the cemetery. And I, I'm not against flowers. But you know about the only one that see those are the florist, the family, and then the few other people who go to the cemetery. That's really the only people that see that. But when you invest in radio, people hear that. You know, nobody wants to be forgotten. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be forgotten. Everybody wants to be remembered. Everybody wants, their love wants to be remembered. And this provides a great tool to be able to do that with. And so we're blessed and excited. Yeah, we really are. So Brother McBride will preach both Sundays, both services. Then he'll be the afternoon speaker at the 2 o'clock service. Brother Rudy Smith will come in here on Monday night, go through Friday night. He'll be our evening speaker beginning at 7, and it'll be a short Intro. In other words, we'll be singing right up to service, and then we we'll go straight into the service and uh, Brother Rudy's in the pulpit. And the <clears throat> excuse me. Then we'll have Scott Dean, Jimbo Seton, Doug Rains, Todd Bell, and Ben Carper in the morning slots at the ten o'clock hour, and then of course I mentioned Brother McBride at the two o'clock hour, and then Brother Rudy at the seven o'clock hour, and then on Saturday it's Ricky Lee at 10. And then we're going to have uh, Young Preachers at 2. And then missionary Ken Trivett is going to be our featured speaker at a 5 o'clock start on Saturday afternoon. Ken is a was a pastor in Chattanooga, pastored pastor a, a very successful church there and a, and a wonderful choir. He's also a great author. He's written all sorts of things and has a, a bunch of books in his famous for his outlines, but at a time when a lot of people would be winding down, he declared to his church that God had called him to the poorest county in America. And he and his wife, Sherry, went to the Lakota Sioux Reservation, uh, Pine Ridge, South Dakota. And it is an extreme place. It's extremely hot in the summer and extremely cold in the winter. Extremely cold, extreme snows, extreme everything, right there at the edge of the Badlands. And uh, they're doing a great work there. And uh, we're going to be, uh, Brother Trivet will be here in the Preacher's Fellowship on Friday night. And I've asked him, he's got a new book out, and I've asked him to bring those, a paperback book, and we're gonna; it's going to be one of our gifts that we're going to be giving away to all the preachers in the Friday Night Preacher's Fellowship. So mark your calendar now to come and be a part of that and uh, to attend that service and then stay over for that fellowship. And that occurs actually on March 1st. Okay, March the 1st is the date of that. This is leap year. So we have an extra day there, uh, Thursday the 29th and then leap year on Friday. All right, thank you for asking about Roxy. I have had a, I think your prayers have gotten through We've had a big turn of events, my ewe, that prolapsed Sunday night, and we didn't think she'd live through the night. She gave birth to a huge uh, little, little ewe lamb, and she is one of the Jacob sheep. She's a spotted Jacob sheep, and they say that their origin is in the Middle East, all the way back to Jacob and uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when his father-in-law, the, the, the ring strake and spotted and this is, that's the sheep breed. And this particular breed has four horns. They're very unusual. And so this is this ewes first lamb, and when, she, when it was born, it was very large. She's small, it was large, and she prolapsed, meaning that her uterus turned basically inside out and came to the outside. So had her at the vet late Sunday night. It happened during church, and uh, she had surgery. They put it all back together. And she wouldn't eat. She would not eat a bite. So I have been having to force feed her. And that has not been pleasant. It's not been pleasant for me. It's not been pleasant for her. Uh, it's amazing how, even though she's not that big, how powerful she is. And so I use the horns as leverage. I i, I grab her by the horn. She hates that. But I've been feeding her some dine uh, syrup that's a very, very high nutrition. To try, to try to get her to survive, and then I've also been given her electrolytes and, and her water and all those things, trying to get her to survive, and yesterday I watched her, she had drank some, I've been forcing that down her too, I've been forcing it in syringes down her, she's been getting milk and magnesia, she's been getting uh, the, the, the supplement, she's been getting, yeah, she's been getting force-fed electrolytes, I mean, bless her heart, no wonder she's mad at me, well. By the grace of God, I took some. I think where my wife had made slaw or something, and I took the scraps down. I just want to see what she'd do. And I went in. I looked, and there's a little bit of the her food were gone. And I set that bowl of scraps down, and she went and lit into that thing. She ate a whole bowl full of, uh, you know, green scraps like from slaw or whatever. I ate a whole bowl of it, and then she it was interested in some corn and so i give her whole corn and she's going to crunch it on that so real excited about that and she's doing better still not sure how much the lamb is getting because i think her milk dried up because she was dehydrated so jury's still in on that but the problem is the lamb doesn't want the bottle it just rejects it i have fought that lamb all over the place and by the way i named her annabelle roxy and annabelle and so yeah Sounds like a Baptist preacher. <laughs> I'm force feeding the sheep, son, whether they like it or not. Get them in a headlock and lay it to them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yes, I thank you for uh, for asking and for remembering Roxy, and for Annabelle, the little lamb, and uh, she is uh, she's sweet, but she's tough. I mean, she's. I mean, it's amazing how she kick. You do think about a lamb kicking you, but she'd kick a far out of me, trying to get her up and try to get that bottle in her. You know? So now the other one that I raised that, uh, you know, from from a, from a baby five weeks, man, when he got a whiff of that bottle, he'd suck the bottom out of it. Matter of fact, you'd think he's going to choke to death because he'd pull the whole bottom out, uh, suck a whole bottle, and, and would suck it hard. He'd pull the bottle in, collapse it, <laughs> but not this lamb. So I'm thinking she's getting something because if not she wouldn't yeah if not she she wouldn't be uh, she, she wouldn't be doing this well cuz she was jumping around today and playing with the baby goat they met each other for the first time and they were playing back and forth and it was fun so all right thank you so much thank you for being on board thank God again for his mercy getting dark early this afternoon and it's due to the smoke and then to the clouds yeah and uh, so all right We love you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate uh, folks uh, being on board. Pray for these missionaries that will be moving out, coming out of Africa, and then those that have just arrived in Israel, and then uh, those that are out west in uh, the Navajo Reservation. Let's remember them as they try to get back home in a snowstorm, okay? Yeah, we appreciate you doing that. All right. Also ask you to pray for several folks that are sick. There's COVID running. There's also some other things and so folks are folks are sick and then some folks that are getting ready to have surgery but I want you to pray specifically for a lady who looks like may have to go on dialysis because of a, a very limited kidney function and so remember her if you will that the Lord will touch her and uh, will intervene there. all right all right let's uh, let's and I and let me just throw this in I, I want to personally praise God that uh, the Lord has done exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think again in the life of ministry minister of Anchor Baptist Church today. And so not at liberty to discuss it, but bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord for his provision. Amen? All right. Father, we want to thank you. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for everything that you've done. And Lord, we're asking, God please, that you would give us the grace that we need, all of these situations that are before us, these things that are around us. Uh, Lord, I pray for the nation of Israel. I pray for the vengeance and wrath of God upon the enemies of the nation of Israel. And I pray, Lord, that you would awake our nation, that we would uh, realize what the Word of God has to say about these, our uh, allies, these, the chosen of God. Please, Lord. I pray that you would bless. I pray, Lord, that you'd have your way. I pray, Lord, that your will be done. And we thank you for what you do in Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being on board. I'm Pastor Randy Barton. Till we meet again, whether on the air or in the air, may God richly bless you, is our prayer.